The Love of Dirt Podcast. I'm Nikki and I'm your host and today we're going to be talking about root knot nematodes and how to manage them in your veggie patch. Okay guys, I'm so sorry. I know it has been a while since I last checked in. Um, This year has just been crazy as I suspect it has been to a lot of you guys out there. Um, but alas, I promise next year we've got some really exciting things lined up um, and I'm going to have a lot more um, short and simple, hopefully actionable podcast um, episodes. I'm batching out 12 episodes um, currently, um, which will be released in early February, but this will be the last one of the year. Um I know for me personally, it is a time where we really do wind back in the veggie garden because it's a little bit too hot um, or it's a little bit too wet. Um, So for us, we kind of retreat from the garden. Um, But during this time, I am going to be, um, as I said, batching out a whole heap of episodes and hopefully we'll we'll be having two seasons. We'll be knocking out at least 24 episodes. so I hope uh, you guys stick around for those. Um, but yeah, let's get stuck into this month's episode. And today I wanted to talk about um, root knot nematodes. So these are, they're also called eelworms and they are kind of hidden annoyances that you don't really know that you've got until it is too late. So essentially what they are is a microscopic parasite that sucks life out of your plants. So if your plant collapses for no reason, like it looks like it needs watering, but it doesn't, <laughs> looks droopy during the day, but then bounces back in the evening, um, just generally failing to thrive, um, it could be root, root knot nematodes. So these, um, essentially when you, you lift out a plant, um, you'll know you have an infestation of them by seeing um, nodules on the root. So, so beware, some nitrogen fixing nodules on beans and, thing, and peas looks very similar, um, but these are quite um, identifiable. Um, so recently I noticed that I had some Swiss chard um, really struggling to take off and I thought perhaps I wasn't watering enough I thought I, or I planted too close. So I decided to take out a couple and um, that's when I actually found a massive infestation. So some of the the common plants that you will find get this, um, they actually prefer certain plants. Um, They are, uh, I guess, detracted from other plants. Um, So things I love are tomatoes, Swiss chard, beetroots, carrots, cucumbers, zucchini, capsicums, squash, pumpkins, pretty much everything that you want to grow through summer, right? Um, so often with root crops, you won't really notice them until you harvest them, obviously. Um, <laughs> but what you get is these ugly, for, particularly on things like carrots and um, beetroots, you'll get these ugly, bumpy-looking root veggies. Um, I'm still yet to find some evidence that they're edible. Um, so what I do is I really I make sure that I'm cooking them um, really well. And I try to remove as much of the the bumps as possible before eating them. Um, so I don't like, I have read that it's, they're fine to eat for humans, but I don't want to take any risks because it's called an eelworm, right? So 
that's um it's just not something that I want to actually give to my family in case it's not safe and I have read also that it is not safe so you know there's lots of conflicting things out there so better to be safe than sorry so I make sure I really cook them um and really really trim them back so there's sort of no none of those nodules on so getting rid of them is really tricky so once you've got them (laughs) it is it is it takes a lot of patience to get it under control so the first thing with anything with pests and diseases in your garden is really good hygiene so really make sure that you dispose of any affected plants um, by binning them or burning them um they will die in hot compost, but you really need to get it up to that 60 degree mark, which is often tricky. Um, so if you're just chucking it into a regular cold compost bin or a worm farm, you're just going to spread them around your garden. So it's really, really in- important to practice really good hygiene. So when you peel in those carrots, getting all of those little knots off, um, make sure you don't stick them in the compost bin because you're just going to spread them around. So let's talk about some strategies on how to sort of manage them. So you can use what's called a biofumigation green manure crop. So it's essentially a special green manure crop that is said to eradicate them. So it's generally things that deter them. Um, So a mix of brassicas like mustard in particular, um, things that they don't like. Um, So with this kind of green manure crop is important um that you you do need to you don't chop and drop it you actually need to dig it in which unfortunately is going to disturb a whole lot in your soil so keep in mind essentially you're going to have to start building up that soil again um when you do this another strategy and this is what a lot of farmers use um industrial farmers is to go fallow and turn it over so essentially what you're doing is starving them and then exposing them So you take everything out, leave it empty for a few seasons um, and then turn it over. So it is some people also use um, solarization. So using black plastic to put over your soil. But it is quite extreme. You are killing everything in your soil and you really, really don't really want to do that. But if you're having a lot of issues and my next solution doesn't work for you, um, then Potentially, it's sort of a last resort thing, so you can actually grow some food that you can eat. So what we do is we plant things that they don't go to. Um, So in a way, our strategy is to starve them out by not providing food, but also getting food for ourselves. Um, So instead of wasting space with the green manure crop or the fallow ground, we plant things that they don't like, which is all the brassicas, so broccoli, cauliflower, kale, cabbage, kohlrabi, turnips, bok choy, radish. So you've got lots of options here. <laughs> all of the mustards, they don't like grass plants, so things like corn, uh, leeks. Uh, they are all of our um, go-to crops that they don't affect. Um, French marigolds, uh, a lot of people say that they deter them, but we literally, I had marigolds sitting right next to the plants that were affected so if there's food for them they're going to go for it i don't think the marigolds did anything to keep them away they also hate asparagus so we had them in one of our perennial gardens and i planted asparagus and no more problems um so those are some options to go on top of this what we do is we add beneficial microbes and mycorrhizae so 
essentially when you've got this infestation, it's like anything in the garden, it means things are out of balance. So having too much of the one thing. And in this case, it's obviously the root, not nematode infestation. So it just means the good guys in your soil are out of whack. So you can buy a product called Microgold, which has a bunch of um, beneficial microbes and mycorrhizae. Um, or you can just use worm castings and some seaweed solution to sort of boost up your microbial activity. Um, so we keep doing this. Um, we add, if we have Microgold, we add it. Most often it's just worm castings or worm casting tea worm casting actively aerated tea um, and a seaweed solution. So we just continue to do this until things kick back into gear. So making sure that your soil is healthy and in good balance is going to help. So even adding compost more regularly is going to help. How do you avoid it? Like I said earlier, it is about um, good hygiene. If you do find an infestation, they don't actually travel very far. So if you're finding them popping up in other areas of your garden, it's likely that you've um, spread them via compost or brought them in unknowingly on a plant. Um, so making sure that you you are having practicing that good hygiene. The other thing you need to do is to feed your soil. We're adding well-aged manure, lots of compost, lots of worm castings, and compost gold to give your soil a boost. Um, so we're not ta- we're taking so much out of it as we grow food so intensively in our own backyards. We do need to make sure that it's healthy and restored before we start our new crops. So I hope you found that helpful. If you have any questions, please sing out. And I just want to thank you guys um, so much for your support this year. We, Like I've said, we've had a huge year. We've um, COVID actually turned us into micro seed farmers. So if you're not aware, we are now selling our seeds online. Um, that has basically been taking my time away from this podcast, but I've got strategies in place for next year. Um, so if you've supported us by buying our seeds or joining our membership, I just or even listening to this podcast or watching our video, our YouTube videos, reading our blog, whatever, you're supporting us. Thank you so much. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season. Uh, we'll be back, as I said, um, mid, mid-February we're going back. Um, and I promise to have a whole heap of episodes for next year ready and waiting for you guys. Um, so when life happens, it doesn't interrupt the plans of this podcast. Cause I've actually received a few messages saying, when's the podcast? <laughs> Sometimes I, I record these episodes. I'm like, is anyone actually listening? So it's actually really nice um, to hear that people are enjoying it. So, um, if you like it, definitely give us a review. Um, honestly, uh, that's what keeps us going. So giving that positive feedback. So Thanks again, and we will see you next year. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening to the Love of Dirt podcast. If you love this episode, please leave a review to subscribe, check out other episodes, or grab some of my free food growing resources. Head on over to loveofdirt.com.au forward slash podcast.